This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running Podcast. My name is Liz, and I will be your host. I'm so excited for today's episode because we're going to talk all things winter training tips in terms of safety and keeping warm this winter. So just sit back and relax. We'll just jump right into the episode. All right. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to be recording because I am officially, this is like my first week back officially sort of training full time. I would, I think that's the best way that I would describe it because this is the first time that I'm running five days a week since the marathon. And as you guys know from previous episodes, I took 10 full days off running post marathon. And then ever since then, my coach has been slowly but surely trickling the running back in. It's definitely been a very gradual slow build but I'm very excited to be running again I definitely tried to make the most of just how much I was going to the gym to kind of take up my time but I think that I have definitely been missing just running more and there's definitely something about just training and even if you're not really training necessarily for a race that doesn't mean that you can't still enjoy running but whether you are training for something or not this winter I think it's so important to talk every single year about ways to stay safe and keep warm So that's what we're going to do in today's episode. But before we get into the episode, of course, let's start with some highs and lows for the week. I feel like it's going to be pretty obvious what my high is for the week, but it's definitely just being excited to get back into training properly. I have really been missing just like training in general and just having more of a schedule throughout the week. And I definitely was trying to sort of make use of the time that I had off of running and try to like do something with myself at the gym because if you guys have been listening for a while you know that I've been trying to get more than one strength day in the gym per week but it's just really not happened this year so maybe it'll be a 2024 thing but I definitely just prefer running so much more even with the weather getting colder and darker I just there's something about running that just really helps my mental health and just really sets me on the right foot for the day so I'm excited to get back into properly training though I'm not necessarily training for anything at the moment I mean we're it's TBD on London Marathon to see if I get the GFA but I definitely do want to sign up for a spring marathon 
marathon if that doesn't work out, but we'll see. But otherwise, I'm just excited to be training again. I've never really sort of been in this limbo of not training for anything, so I think that I will definitely be sharing a lot more on that because I know that not everyone is necessarily training for something and that you can just be running to run. And so I think I'm just going to allow myself to enjoy that for the time being. My low for the week, I think, is that I have just been feeling very phlegmy and kind of ill and but it's not been it doesn't feel like an actual illness because I did definitely get ill when I came back from Chicago back to London but I just feel like there's been this sort of like phlegminess that's been just like hanging over me so it's like I kind of feel half sick but I'm not really sick and I feel like it just this sort of stuff happens this time of year and it doesn't help with the rainy dreary cold weather and the sun now setting at 4 30 p.m which is so depressing but without dawning on this too much and getting too depressing let's just jump right into the episode this episode is brought to you by sax.com at sax.com it's easy to find your new vibe dive into the western trend with gold cowboy boots from stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from prada you can shop for everything on your agenda whether it's a breezy zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright chloe blazer for brunch Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Right, so today's episode, I'm going to sort of split into two sections. The first section, I want to talk about ways to stay warm and sort of what gear I think is super important to have. And I think that this will probably change dependent on where you're based around the world. And then for the second half of the episode, I'm going to talk about safety and just ways that you can stay safe, especially if you are a solo runner and going for runs either early in the morning or late in the evening. And yeah, just especially with the time change and the clock going back. I think it's really important to talk about ways to stay safe, especially with the darker days that are upon us for the winter. But starting with just staying warm more so. I think obviously for most of us around the world, it is getting colder. And while that may seem unfortunate for those of us that prefer summer training, there are definitely ways to combat this. And I feel like I used to be someone who really sort of approached cold weather training wrong. And I've really learned over the years how to do this differently and in a more smart sort of way. And I guess this is also something that I feel like it's taken me some time to get used to because I'm definitely someone who gets cold very easily and so like if I'm just going out for a walk in the cold like I will always like choose extra layers and just like sort of prepare myself a little bit more even if it's not as cold as someone else may think but with running I think it's a little bit different because you may have heard the piece of advice around dressing for your second mile and so the idea is that you're not necessarily dressing for the temperature at the moment but instead you're dressing for what would be like 10 degrees warmer and that's sort of the rule of thumb that I've heard go around the running 
community. And so it's something that's definitely, like I said, very hard to get used to for someone like me who just is cold all the time. But over time, you really do get used to it. And I think that you're sort of better off for the rest of your run because then you're not like overheating and you're not wanting to like strip off layers during your run because it can kind of be like frustrating to like, you know, stop, pause your watch, take your top off or like take your jacket off, tie it around your waist or like, you know, trying to figure out what to do with it. And so I think it's just better to apply some of these sort of rules. I wouldn't even call them rules, but just kind of guidelines around like dressing for winter training. And again, everyone's going to be different. So if this is like your first time winter training, this may be a little bit harder and tougher. And like, by all means, dress how you think, however you think will best support you during your runs this winter. But for me personally, this is sort of what I've learned and sort of how I'm approaching this winter training season. So for me, it depends on we'll kind of go head to toe. So in terms of like weather wise and what headgear I wear, I will wear things like a headband that have like the warmer sort of cottony. There are headbands on Amazon that I have and I'll have it linked in my Amazon storefront in the show notes of the episode. Um, I should have like an entire winter training section, but essentially for me personally, my ears and my hands get cold the fastest. And so if it's really cold and I'm really sorry, but I'm going to be talking in this episode in Fahrenheit because I have yet to switch myself to Celsius, but I promise I am trying to and I hope I will one day. But for me personally, if it's anything from like 30 to 40 degrees, I'm wearing probably likely one of my headband warmers that keep my ears warm and cover my ears and also sort of cover part of my head just to keep me warm. And then I'll also wear some gloves. I am actually currently on the hunt for like better gloves because in the past few years I just always go and buy like whatever's on Amazon in terms of like some sort of a random athletic glove that has touchscreen capabilities because I bring my phone with me when I run and I just find that they're always made of not the best material and especially when it rains it just gets really soggy and wet and so I'm definitely going to be doing more research and hopefully finding something that is more durable and will just last me longer and is just made of better materials because I think ideally for me because it rains so much in the UK, I think it's important to have something that's hopefully waterproof, if not water resistant, rather than just the gloves that sort of are like that cotton material and get wet quite easily. So then of course, if it's raining, I'm definitely going to be grabbing a hat. And some of the types of hats that I've been gravitating towards lately are the ones that allow for a high ponytail because I've never really been someone who likes having a low ponytail. I just like to really like, like, like slick all my hair back and get it out of my face and like as high as possible and I'll always do a high braid typically and especially with rainy weather I find that braiding my hair typically really helps with keeping it like tangle free especially getting in the shower after but I know that the one that I wear is from New Balance and I know that Lululemon do some and I'll try and find links for them and and include it in the show notes of the episode but I know that like some hats just like don't work in that way but I will say that I do wear a hat that has an ear warmer over it and I'll try and find I think I have it linked in my storefront hopefully but if not I'll link it in the show notes but it's really great because it's both a hat and an ear warmer but the material is sort of that cottony material so it keeps your head and your ears warm and I'd say that this would probably be for me like anything like below 30 or like anything below 35 and 
maybe a little bit of like drizzle or rain and I know that like even because it's like a cotton material like it's gonna get wet but I think for me I just always like try and prioritize like keeping myself warm but also like keeping stuff like rain out of my face I've definitely not perfected this by any means yet but I think I'm just someone who I don't know why my ears get so cold and so do my hands so I feel like those are kind of my top two like key things now with racing in the winter I will say that you guys have seen me race both my marathons this year with arm sleeves and I find that those are great. I mostly have used them because I started both my marathons in like overcast colder weather. Like I think Chicago is between 40 and 50 and I was wearing a tank top and shorts and the arm sleeves just kind of helped like keep me warm and it allows for compression as well. And I, you know, I think if you're racing this winter and you're someone like me who's sort of gravitated towards just racing and less material, like don't get me wrong, I used to race every race, no matter what distance it was in leggings until Manchester this year. And so for me personally, I've just sort of made the change to like wearing shorts and a tank top. And so having things like an ar- like arm sleeves and gloves can be really helpful if you are someone who just prefers to wear like less material on your body. I know that some people can be really weird about that, but to each their own. And then in terms of when you're actually wearing like layers and in terms of like how cold it is, I think for me personally, like at the moment, London has sort of been sitting between 50 and 60. And I find that I don't really need more than one layer unless it's raining. So I might have like a base layer and then a raincoat over. But otherwise, I find that because it's not too cold to me yet like for me personally I don't find it as cold I'm okay to go out in one sort of like a base layer like a long sleeve top sometimes and even sometimes maybe in the high 50s like a short sleeve and by like you know that second mile third mile I'm already getting warm and I'm really glad that I didn't wear more layers and so for me that's kind of just where I'm at at the moment in terms of winter training and I think as it gets colder I'll add more layers and what I tend to do will be like a long sleeve base layer so something that'll keep me warm but that's quite thin and then I might do something like a a little bit thicker of a quarter zip that goes over that and then if it's raining I'll add a rain jacket over top of that and I don't London's not necessarily gotten too too cold so I've not had to really go beyond that but I also will wear a like things from time to time like a what you guys call here a gilet um or in the u.s a vest just to keep like your base like core warm and then some of the long sleeves that i have or some of the like jackets that i have will also have like sort of a the neck portion of it will go high enough that it covers your neck so I find that that sometimes really helps keep me warm as well and then in terms of bottoms I think for me like I tend to at the moment I'm still doing shorts I've done one run in leggings but that was mostly because I had stuff to go to afterwards so I wanted to keep warm but I think I'm still sort of running in shorts for the time being I think once it drops below 40 we might switch to leggings and then I know there are like a number of different brands that do thermal leggings like I've got a pair of of sweaty Betty thermal leggings from last year and I find that I will wear those like if it goes below 30 and it is like absolutely freezing and so I think for me that's sort of just how um 
that's sort of where I'm at with like what I wear for bottoms. I will say I did something pretty crazy at the beginning of this year. It was like my first run back post-injury for Cambridge Half Marathon. And at the time, it was still pretty relatively cold in the UK. It was early March. And I was so crazy enough to wear two pairs of leggings. And I will never do that again because I thought that that was the stupidest thing. And I totally went against all of my own advice. And I did not dress for the second mile because I was so warm for the rest of the run. But I think you really have like kind of sort of like how nutrition is for training and like practicing for racing, like layering in the winter and practicing like what works best for you. I think it's going to be different for everyone depending on like what your core body temperature is and what is most comfortable for you. Like some people genuinely like can't stand wearing leggings and they'll do everything they can to avoid it whereas other people feel super comfortable in leggings and only want to wear leggings and will wear leggings in the summer as well and I've been in both boats so I see both sides and I think it's just a lot of trial and error and sort of dependent on like what would work best for you and if you live somewhere like me in the UK where the weather can be super unpredictable I think that that's also really important to kind of factor in like if there is a chance of rain definitely wear a hat I I always sort of just think, okay, I'd rather be prepared for the worst rather than go out without a hat and have it absolutely downpour rain on me um, because that's definitely happened before. But I think other than that, that's sort of really sort of quick overview of like what sort of outfits I tend to wear in the winter. And I'll definitely do a video on this because I think that like visually that's really helpful for people as well. And then in terms of shoes, I don't do anything different. I stick to like my core rotation of shoes and I will definitely do a video on this and maybe possibly even like an episode um, once I get into like properly into winter training of like what my shoe rotation is but for me I don't like go out of my way to buy like waterproof shoes if it's raining I accept that I'm about to get soaking wet including getting water all up in my shoes and just accepting that once I get home I need to leave them out to dry I will say as well if you're someone like me who really likes to listen to music headphones can always be kind of a funny game and I am typically someone who wears AirPods and I feel like I've gone through so many pairs of AirPods because I run like almost every day and no matter the weather and a lot of the time in the UK like I said it rains and so I think I'm still sort of on the hunt for a good pair of like running headphones because I think for me I really like having the AirPods for like being on the tube or traveling when like you know you're sitting on the train and it's got that really loud screeching sound if you sit on the jubilee line i did i have spoken about the shocks and i have done a video about how they died on me at mile 23. I think I mentioned it in a, in the last episode as well. Shocks have since sent me a new pair, so I'm yet to test that, but we're going to test that out in terms of like winter training and maybe wearing those for like rainier runs as well. But otherwise, I think I'm still on the hunt for like a good pair of running headphones and I've heard good things about Beats, but I kind of want to do more research before I go out and get another pair of headphones. I think another point to note is that if you are going to go out on a run where it's like absolutely downpour raining and you want a way to like store things like your phone and your keys and you don't necessarily want it to be like, you know, in the pocket of your leggings or the pocket of your coat in case it gets wet. I think I have, I'll check again and I keep saying this, but once I release this episode, hopefully all these things are linked. I wear... I used to wear, and Gabriel actually has been finding some use in it, but 
Solomon do a running belt that I think is quite good because it doesn't really bounce around, but it can carry a number of things. And because it's sort of like more tight to your body rather than one like you clip around, it really like stays sort of like intact in your like against your body and it doesn't really move while you run, but it carries quite a lot and you can put it like under your t-shirt or like under your jacket and it sort of like keeps things dry for the most part so if you're interested in that I'll have that linked in my Amazon storefront as well. Now in terms of safety I feel like there are a few things and sort of a few areas of this to discuss so I think first and foremost I have always been someone who shares my location with friends, family, loved ones so for example Gabriel has my location and I have his so whenever we're going out for our runs because typically we don't we might start a run together but because we're training for different things Obviously, we're not going to run every single run together, but it's really good to know like where we are and if anything happens, like we would know like, you know, where to go in case something happens. But I think also it's really good to note that if you have, if you're running with something like an iPhone and something happens, you can hold on the bottom volume button as well as the lock button and if you hold on them long enough then it should appear with like something to slide and call emergency services but if you just continue to hold on that it actually starts blaring like an emergency sound from your phone so that's just something that I learned that I think is really good for lots of people to know. I think when you're thinking about like what you're wearing and what you're going out into whether it's early morning or late in the evening wearing high vis high high vis and bright colors is always really good to make sure that other cars cyclists can see you it's also really good to wear a head torch so i have also linked the head torch that i wear in my amazon storefront i got this recently and it's a pretty bright light and i really like it so far and i'm really enjoying it so i think it's really great for when you're going out especially like early morning and maybe the city's not turned on the lights yet and so you need to depend on yourself for the light um i think that that's also really great but for me personally in terms of like routes I think are also super important so like I'm at the moment like because I typically am a morning runner I choose to go places and routes that I know are more routes that are more familiar to me and also routes that I know have a better chance of like having city lights along it versus like basically I'd rather choose running around a city because I know that there's going to be street lamps versus running in a park that may not have street lamps and I don't want to necessarily rely on my head torch to give me my light because I also would like to have light around me if possible. So I kind of will typically choose the route that gives me the best like chance at safety essentially even if I really want to go run in the park I'm just not going to because for me it's just more peace of mind and I just feel more safe that way like I was speaking about with headphones I think it's also really important to note that when you're running early in the morning or late at night like having headphones like shocks can be quite good because they just go like over your ear or you'll have the bone conducting ones that aren't necessarily in-ear headphones so that you're still aware of your surroundings and you don't have anything that's necessarily like blocking out like the sound or giving you any like noise canceling because I think that that is not always the best because it doesn't really allow you to be aware of your surroundings and if you're someone who doesn't like to run with headphones or can run without music definitely go down that route because then that's giving you the best chance at being as spatially aware as possible and I think at the end of the day you just always have to trust your gut like there's a lot of 
precautions that you can take. There's a lot of like steps you can take to try and be as safe as possible. But I think at the end of the day, just trust your gut, try and be as safe as possible. If you're based in the UK like I am, I know that in the US there are a number of different like running items, especially for women and female runners to keep them safe. But a lot of those are considered weapons in the UK. So for us in the UK, it's we're not necessarily allowed to carry that sort of stuff. I know that that's all available in the US, which I think is great. But here it's I think it's just better to be more spatially aware and take those steps to be as safe as possible and take precautions to make sure that you are being safe this winter on your training runs. Otherwise, this was kind of just a sweet and short episode. I just wanted to share some tips around just training in the winter as we go into the darker months. I know that it's going to be a pretty gloomy, dreary couple of months, but I hope that everyone is sort of in some way, shape, or form looking forward to their winter training. I think it's really important in these months to find different ways to make your training more exciting, whether that's like putting together a cute outfit of like bright colors or, you know, just like making your favorite breakfast in the morning, like finding ways to encourage yourself to still get out the door because I know that these darker mornings and darker evenings can be pretty demotivating. So I think that there's also something to be said about taking those steps yourself to make sure that you are motivating yourself and encouraging yourself to continue to get out the door. And obviously you don't have to run outside. You can always go to a gym and run on a treadmill. I know that there are people who just prefer that, which is completely fine. And obviously with that, you can go in and you don't necessarily have to take all of those precautionary steps. But I think, again, it's kind of just trial and error and what sort of works for you and also it depends on where you live in the world so in terms of like weather because I know that some parts of the world get way colder than it does here in London but I hope that you found something helpful about this episode or took something from it and I wish you all the best with your winter training. All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. All resources will be linked in the show notes of the episode. And if you ever have any questions or topic requests, do just send me a DM on Instagram. Otherwise, I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye.